This is Roberta Foster. Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner on KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I welcome John Beeson to Author's Corner. He and his wife, Angel, have written Trading Faces, Removing the Masks that Hide Your God-Given Identity, which is published by Kriegel Publications. And he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you just a little bit about John and Angel. John is the co-lead pastor at New Life Bible Fellowship in Oro Valley, Arizona. And he has written a previous uh, uh, material, Blogging for God's Glory in a Clickbait World, along with another author. Uh, Angel is the founder of and counselor at Whole Hope Christian Counseling, and we'll have John tell you more about that uh, as we near the end of our time together. John, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Roberta. I appreciate it. Our identity is kind of a hot topic these days, so what about all of that gave you the inspiration for writing your book, Trading Faces? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like, I think identity is one of the most pressing questions that we have in our world today. I think there's a lot of confusion around identity. And one of, you know, my wife is a, a counselor, as you stated, and I'm a pastor. And as we've sat with people, I think that the depth and the challenge that that question has brought to people uh, has just to me, been insufficiently responded to biblically. And mm-hmm. we have just a treasure trove in the Bible of, of responding to that question with such depth. Um, and the, the typical response to that question uh, it just tends to be too thin, not like like we're, we're offering Tylenol for somebody who has cancer. Mm-hmm. And and actually, as you dive into the Bible, you, you recognize just the nuance and the depth of all the Bible says about who we are in Christ. And and so we just we just wanted to help uh, make that uh, easily applicable and relevant in, in people's lives as they wrestle with this question. Mm-hmm. Um, so you state that um, most of our struggles are fundamentally struggles with who we are, with our identity. So tell us more about how, especially as Christians, uh, when we are told we're made in the image of God, um, how is that supposed to be helpful to us? <laughs> yeah, like, like I think, you know, I'll go, I'll go here. I think most of us, when we hear that word, you, you know, someone who struggles with our identity, we think of somebody who's maybe not a Christian and, uh, and who's sort of just given into the world, uh, the world's labels of who, uh, who we are. But I think you're exactly right. I think as Christians, it's so easy for us to continue to struggle with identity. Here's, here's like just one glimpse into that, right? So you, you look at Paul's letters, and Paul begins many of his letters to the saints, like to the saints who mm-hmm. are at Ephesus. He begins with this identity language, and you, and you look at that, and you're like, well, why, you know, why does Paul immediately name them, remind them who they are in Christ? And mm-hmm. I think it's because we naturally forget who we are in Christ. We naturally, um, we, we forget the benefits, we forget the transformed realities of who we are, so much so that, like, like I would even say that, that many of us, and myself included, like, I, there's times in which, like, I can fall into um, negative self-talk that really, like, baptizes actually uh, demonic na- uh, language about who mm. I am, like, 
false language about who I am. And so I think, you know, you know, I don't know if anybody else has this voice in their head. You know, John, you idiot. You're such a loser. John, you're mm-hmm. such a failure. You'll never be good enough. And it's almost as if I think that by stating these negative things about me, like I'm protecting mm-hmm. myself from pride or I'm protecting myself from, from self-righteousness. But that's not, mm-hmm. that's not how Jesus mm-hmm. talks about me. That's not how Paul speaks. That's, that's not biblical language of who I am. Biblical language actually says, you know, I am in Christ, right? It's not because of my own work. It's not because of my own strength. It's not because of what I've done. But in Christ, I am a saint. I am a priest. I am an ambassador. I am a sheep. Like, this language comes to us again and again, and it, and it just, when we step into that language, it, it provides such powerful rest and mm-hmm. transformation of who we are and who we're intended to be. Mm-hmm. My first pastor uh, told me a story or a phrase. He says, you know, uh, what right do I have to say anything negative about God's child. <laughs> we wouldn't wow. we wouldn't speak to anybody else the way we speak about ourselves. But if yeah. we can get that that reality that we are a child of God that makes us to be amazing uh people even with our faults, but we're still a child of God. And so I'm really thankful for your book addressing the fact that we need to accept the word of God for ourselves and in doing so that gives us um a stronger foot to stand on when the enemy's lies come against us, doesn't it? Wow, that's so true. That's so true. And and it's so much more powerful than uh, than what the world says, right? The, the world, yes. I mean, rightly, actually, it, it's funny, actually, the, the world can be actually more right about this than us Christians sometimes. But the world looks at that negative self-talk and says, hey, that's, that's not good. Use positive self-talk. But mm-hmm. then that positive self-talk is all kind of, stuff that that's just me speaking into the world like my own it's, it's based on my own strength right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it's it's me saying you know i'm you know i'm i'm strong i'm i'm respectable i'm powerful right which is all which is all on my own strength false and yet in christ once we understand who we are actually that is all like we can speak those words words with power and with right. truth and then step into that with assurance right it's yeah. the same it's the same thing that that as as parents like we, we want to do for our children right like we recognize as parents that that my child will be transformed as my child understands their dignity understands their worth understands mm-hmm. their beauty and that actually once we're filled up in the knowledge of who we are and who we're intended to be, that actually is a is a place where we can step forward with, like, not well, like I would change the word self confidence to God confidence, yes, right? Yes, yes. To, to God confidence in who God has intended us to be in this moment, in this season, for this purpose. Mm. Well, today I'm talking with John Beeson. He and his wife, Angel, have written Trading Faces, Removing the Masks that Hide Your God-Given Identity, published by Kriegel Publications. And you're listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. Well, John, in your book, you look at 10 masks. Can you tell us what those masks are? Yeah, happy to do so. Yeah, we, we actually start right out of... Uh, the biblical narrative, the, the very first two come right from there. So the very first mask is shame. 
And we've already mm-hmm. sp- spoken of that, right? And, and that's, that's the mask that we see immediately enter. Once sin enters the world, shame is right there with it, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as Adam and Eve sin, they're immediately covering up. They're immediately hiding. Uh, shame is, is the voice that takes our sin and transforms I've done, that's guilt, mm-hmm. language, into I am mm-hmm. language, right? And mm-hmm. so God, God then speaks to that and says, that, you already used this, this language, Roberta, right? He says, no, no, no. You are made in my image. Mm-hmm. You are an image bearer of me. And then what, what immediately happens on the, on the heels of that in the Genesis uh, narrative, we see the immediate attempt is to try to justify our, our being in front of God with good works. Mm-hmm. So the second mask is good works, that we are immediately trying to cover up that shame by being good enough on our own. And actually the invitation with that mask is actually to recognize that we are sinners. Like we on our own cannot make ourselves right with God. And that's just a reality after the fall that we are we are sinners. We're separated from God by our sin. The third mask is independence. I mean this is I mean, this is an American mask if there ever was right. one, right? <laughs> that we are that we are found like I find who I am most in my freedom to choose who I am. Mm. And that's, that's actually not true, right? We, we don't find freedom in, in choosing our own destiny. We, try, we find freedom as servants. This is the, the language of, of the New Testament. Paul, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus. We are mm-hmm. servants of Christ Jesus. We are made uh, in the image of God, we are made to be his servants, and we actually find our truest freedom when we are, we are in right relationship with our master. Uh, the fourth is individuality, similar to that, right? And you see this all over the place, right? Like, why are personality tests so mm-hmm. popular, right? Like, because, because we find joy in, in, in finding our own individuality. You know, I, you know if, if you use like Enneagram language, right? Like I am a three and, and there's almost like this, this self-declaration that in that individuality is where I find my meaning and my purpose, where actually the, the beauty of, of who we are is that we're sheep in the care of our good shepherd. That a sheep is not, you know, worthwhile or worthy uh, because of just how unique they are. Uh, a sheep is is worthy and worthwhile because the shepherd has set his eyes on his sheep. He cares mm. for us. And so we don't have to set ourselves apart. We don't have to, we don't have to like, you know, glow in our, our uniqueness. We can just rest that we are cared for by our mm. shepherd as the sheep. Sweet. The fifth mask uh, will, I think, resonate, especially in our culture today, is that I, I find who I am in my desires. I am who I feel I am, right? And so anything that I feel must be a necessary part of who I am. Hmm. And, and obviously a, a big part of that in today's culture is, is finding and expressing ourselves through our sexuality. And, and the, the beautiful statement of who we are is that we're saints, right? That the truth is that we don't find who we are and what we desire. We find mm-hmm. who we are in the fact that we are we are made to be the light of the world. We are made to be saints. A very, 
image of the holy God mm. in this dark mm. world. The sixth is marriage. So many of us find who we are in, um, in our marriage, in our spouse. You know, the, the classic line um, from, from that movie, you complete me, right? Yeah. Like, so many of us think that we're, we're not whole until we're married. And mm-hmm. then in that marriage is where we derive our completeness and our identity. Um, but the truth is actually marriage is just a symbol that points to the ultimate gift, which is that we are collectively as a community, the bride of Christ. That's the end of the story. That's, you know, you flip to the final chapters of Revelation and you see the bridegroom, Jesus, waiting for his bride, his people, that is his bride. And so we actually find uh, who we are in Jesus Christ. Tell us the names of the other four masks. Wrap up our interview time. Happy to. The next four are parenthood. The truth of that one is finding our identity as adopted sons. The eighth is ideologies. Uh, so as political ideologies, the, the, the truth is uh, our gift as being Jesus's friend. Um, the ninth one is finding our, our identity in our career. Uh, and then the truth is finding our, uh, who we are as, as being gifted by Christ in, in his family. And the tenth and the final of those is patriotism, finding our worth in our nation of origin. And the truth of that is that we find truth in who we are as ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Fantastic. Well, I agree with you. Um, People are looking, trying to find their identity in a lot of wrong places, but God's Word tells us who we are in Christ. And so um, I'm glad you have put those things together through your book, which is called Trading Faces, Removing the Masks that Hide Your God-Given Identity. It's published by Kriegel Publications. Uh, John, why don't you tell our listeners how they can connect with you and find out more about your book? Yeah, thank you so much, Roberta. It's, it's a blessing to be with you. Um, so we blog at uh, thebeehive.live, thebeehive.live, and there you can kind of you can find a fun little a tool there, which is a quiz that, that might kind of help you discern what potentially, uh, what's a mask, a false mask that you might be tempted to, to find your, your identity in. And uh, it's just a great way to enter the book. We also have resources, uh, a free study guide that we can send you, you can find there. Um, And so we'd love to meet with you there on the blog. All righty. So the book today is Trading Faces, Removing the Masks that Hide Your God-Given Identity, written by John and Angel Beeson. And we thank Kriegel Publications for providing a copy of the book to talk about. John, it's been a real pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Roberta. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you missed any part of today's interview or would just like to hear it again, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform or through KNEO.org. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join me again next time.